Defenders, and welcome to episode 155 of the most LAFC podcast on Earth. That's right, this is Defenders of the Bank, and you know my voice. I am the Scarf, J.R. Liebert, and sitting to my left, rather than sitting somewhere else, Possibly at the end of our match last night, or what was now two nights ago, because it is 12.42 in the morning here on Monday, July 19th. Shoot me. Oh, boy. I got to be at work in six hours and 18 minutes. Shoot me twice. Excellent. You know his voice. That is Christian Philly Philemon. Dude, I'm looking at the clock. It's 12.42. Monday. Monday. 12.42. Monday. Hours after our matchup against really Salt Lake. Hours after we hung out. Hours after all kinds of things. I can't believe it's oh boy. this late. This yeah. is going to be a fun, fun episode. Let's see who can stay awake. Yeah, here's the thing. We Monday had to record. Suck, by the way. We had to record this a day later so that, uh, let's just say so that we could all collect ourselves from a very fun match. A lot of activity going on at Bank of California Stadium, Philly. Lots of activity going on in the world of LAFC and world football as well. You guys know how we like to format our episodes. We'll have a little bit of banter, followed by this day in LAFC history, some news and notes. And then, of course, we will recap the incredible win at Bank of California Stadium 2-1, which felt a lot more like 7-1. And then a little bit of schedule update, maybe even a little Las Vegas Lights update. And, of course, a rant but this time it might be with the scarf. We'll see how that goes. Philly, one nothing for the U.S. today against Canada, scoring 20 seconds into the match. Shaquille O'Neal Moore with the goal 20 seconds in, and LAFC holds on against the Canadian glory machine and the fighting Canucks of Canada to win Group B. So one nothing victory for uh, U.S. Philly. Happy about that? Sad about that? How do you feel? I mean, there's no reason why I would be sad about that. Obviously, we want to see the U.S. succeed. You are still riding the high of Italy winning the Euro. Yes, sir. I um, I don't know what I'm riding. <laughs> <laughs> Italy will come up later on in this podcast, by the way. Oh, don't you lovely, worry. Lovely. Someone who also, by the way, comes up in almost every podcast, so I'll just get it out of the way now. Not sure if any of you saw the news story that broke over the weekend, but while he won the Super Bowl and led his team to the title, he played with a torn MCL the entire season. That would be the greatest living American, Tom Brady. Moving on from other LAFC news and notes, Philly has the guitar out, so we'll have to see how this I'm goes. I'm playing minor chords because I'm sad that he mentioned <laughs> I, I already got it out of the way. Brady. I already got it out of the way. It's okay. Tom Brady. You actually have said his name now more than I have this episode, which is a win for me. Josh Perez and El Salvador could not take down El Tri Philly. It is a one nothing win for Mexico as well, a game that you and I were watching a little bit of as we were sitting at Don Cuco's here in beautiful downtown Burbank. You were having a guava margarita. I was having two guava margaritas, and they were absolutely fantastic. Not sure if I mentioned, actually I know I didn't mention, that we are recording almost live and very late in the day here at world famous Philomonster Studios in beautiful Burbank, California. Monday so a one nothing Yeah, it's still Monday morning. A one nothing win for L3. So congratulations. We know we have a lot of L3 fans out there as well. Philly, why don't you tell the millions? And millions. Wow, that's what we're going to get at one. <laughs> I like it at almost one in the morning about the global diplomatic event that happened. I believe it was at Bank of California Stadium before the match. Charity Sweet charity. 
It's a beautiful thing. Carlos Aguirre, Roxana, global diplomatic, a philanthropic organization that does some pretty darn incredible things. On Friday, they were putting together all the bags for their relief bag drive that occurred on Saturday, roughly around 8.45 a.m. from the gold lot at LAFC. There were bags given out to the unfor- just to less fortunate families within the area, within South Central Los Angeles. And again, charity, a, a beautiful thing. Carlos doing a beautiful thing. Real Salt Lake fans were there also participating yeah, that. within this relief bag drive. Global Diplomatic did a similar event in uh, in, in, in Utah, which is really, really cool. And obviously, there was that really cool thing that they did in Leon as well. Look, check them out. Global Diplomatic HRR. If you can't be around for their events, if you can't be part of the relief bag drives that they do, at the very least, you can contribute to them at Global Diplomatic HRR on your Venmo. Look, they're doing God's work at the end of the day. Shout out to Carlos. Shout out to Roxana. Shout out to everybody who helped with the relief bag drive. We were promoting it. We were there. I took a photo in front of Bank of California Stadium with the peeps from Global Diplomatic and, and the RSL supporters. It was a beautiful thing. Charity definitely makes you feel good. It's, it's nice to have, but it's even nicer to give. And that's what Global Diplomatic is about. Helping the, the, the less fortunate pretty much, you know, go about their days and go yep. about their lives based on, you know, uh, there, there's the generosity of those. Like, look, we got to help each other out in some way, shape, or form. People are fortunate. People are unfortunate. But, hey, if the fortunate can help out the unfortunate, if more people were like that, <laughs> I, it would be a great I place. think you mean less fortunate rather than unfortunate, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it is 1247 a.m. <laughs> yeah, on I don't know Monday. I don't know if we've mentioned that. But also, look, that being said, Higher. really, really great work being done there. Uh, I, I was bummed. I couldn't make it. I was still on an airplane. I was actually at the foot of Mount Rainier at about 4 o'clock in the morning on match day. Flew in on Delta at 7.25, left Seattle, got in at about 10.30, drove straight to the bank, where I got there at about 11 o'clock to participate in what was, for me, a eight-hour tailgate, what was for you, a 10-hour tailgate. Yo, I, I, I don't have it in me anymore, and it's ridiculous. Like, you talk about getting older, Scarf. Yeah, sir. I, I do mean, talk about there, I do talk about you getting older a lot. Being there at 8.30, 9.30 in the morning, hanging out for a while, getting into the stadium, trying to stay somewhat awake over the course of a match, and then, I think back last, like two years ago, how we were able to do this and then come back and record a podcast and still be energetic and jovial blows my mind because right now <laughs> I'm dying. This is pretty funny, by the way. I think we need to have Philly and his guitar more often on these episodes. That being said, look, you're absolutely right. It was also kind of the world of the upside down with the Cuervos on the right side of us, which was weird. I got there and I was like, oh my God, did we did we upset somebody? Why are we in the middle here? What happened? But luckily, we still had Ben and everybody from Relentless. They were there. The Cuervos were there. El Catrin was right next to us. That's right. We had El Catrin there. The Cuervos, by the way, those whatever you put, I think it was a Paloma or whatever, but it was had some chamoy on the, the rim of it with some tahine. That was a beautiful thing. Shout out to the Expos for their wings. I mean, we went everywhere. We were very well fed, obviously. I mean, look, sitting sitting next to Ben from Relentless means that none of us are either going to go thirsty or hungry between the two. Oh, they take care of us. God they, they bless Ben do. and Relentless. 
and, and honestly, everybody else who came by, it was so much fun. I, I just, we do so miss the tailgate, which was cool. We had a couple Angel City Chicks fans come by too from Offsiders. That was really fun. And again, shout out to the Offsiders for being a part of the the drive that you and I got yep. to do, Philly, for the... Uh, and the Expos yeah, as well. Expos were there as D9, well. D9, there was a part there. Shoulder to shoulder, help promote as well. Yeah, no, really, really cool. Um, also, Thanks for reminding spe- me. Speaking <laughs> about the D9U, Philly, you got to go to a pretty cool thing with uh, with Ray and, and Julio and everybody else that was there. Why don't you tell everybody about the uh, the new trainer release, little party there for D9U at Lab 5 yeah. in Pacoima. Yeah, Lab 5 Soccer in Pacoima. We were out there hanging out. Well, not we, because you had plumbing issues. And by plumbing <laughs> issues, say, I'm not talking about <laughs> intestinal uh, it was difficulties. Not that. No. He literally had poop. In his living room. Now, like, time out. Let's let's go back. We we own the duplex that we live in, and it wasn't. It was more like the duplex. No, no, no. It wasn't <laughs> our living room. It was the tenants. Poop. It was the tenants up front. <laughs> Philly is Philly is majestic over the word poop right now. This is pretty great. And it wasn't. Duty. First of all, there was no poop involved, but there was a plumbing issue with the tenant up front, so we had to take care of that, which is why I couldn't go. Uh, Philly, I'll and let you. Back to good lord, we've lost Philly at. Oh, we're only about Duty. six, seven minutes in, you guys. Nine minutes. It's so Philly, seconds. Talk, please, God, talk about the D9 new event. No, it was a really cool event. So D9 was releasing their very own custom Adidas trainer. Dope, dope shoe. In addition to that, they displayed the unbelievable tequila bottle that they came up with. I don't know the details. If Jonathan was here, Jonathan Reimer of D9 in Ontario Fury fame and shoulder (laughs) to shoulder fame, he would be able to explain the amazingness that went behind that bottle of tequila but no the the event was cool ray was out there displaying his trainers sal was out there they were adidas galore we were watching the u.s canada game and then obviously we were watching some more football there and afterwards scarf this is where you missed out we were playing (laughs) five on five rich was out there we were all battling it out i was the sergio ramos of the team i was killing people as they were coming towards the box. <laughs> Jonathan pulled out like his inner Manuel Neuer and was stopping everything. He legitimately was the Pacoima wall. It was unbelievable the amount of saves <laughs> that dude was making. And it was a really, really cool event. It's the first time that I guess Adidas got together with a supporters group in the U.S. and helped them create their own custom trainers. Very, very cool stuff. Ray, if y'all know Ray from District 9, he's he's all about his trainers. And he's got quite the collection. Dude, he, he his personal collection yeah. would put Foot Locker to shame. Unbelievable. Wait, do the kids still Shoes. go to Foot Locker? Is that still, Foot Locker's still a thing, I guess, huh? Is so, it not? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been to a mall in like forever. Congrats, by the way, to the Tigers on their beer release, partnering yeah. with Gamecraft Brewing. Pretty jealous I couldn't be there as well. Uh, that was really far out in like Laguna Hills or something. But congrats to the Tigers. That looked really cool. Tigers and Gamecraft Brewing partnering. I don't know if I mentioned it. it's It's now in our notes, so I'll just mention it again. Tom Brady played with a torn MCL all season. Uh, that pretty much ends our banter segment, Philly. I mean, our whole podcast at the end of the day is really a banter. Yeah, that's true. We, we, we're going to just segue right into this day. Mm-hmm. In LAFC history. Uh, It is now Monday, July 19th, by the way. It was not our intention to record this in the wee hours of Monday morning. We wanted to do this Sunday morning, uh, Sunday day, Sunday at some point. 
We already missed that boat. So July 18th was when we intended to record this, and I wanted to throw this in there for you, Philly, because this is something that has both ties to you and I. It was July 18th, 2002. This is not a moment in LAFC history, but you guys know a player who was very, very close to me and and a spot that I know is very, very close to Philly. I remember seeing the highlights on SportsCenter, July 18th, 2002, of Kobe Bryant playing at Rucker Park. Rucker Park, the mecca of street basketball, not just in New York, but possibly the world. A place where you could play on NBA Street. If you guys remember NBA Street, Rucker Park was one of the selectable courts that you could use. Kobe Bryant, blessing Rucker Park. I mean, is there anything more gangster than Kobe playing street ball at Rucker, Philly? Mm, no. All right. Thank, thank, <laughs> I feel like you're the color guy from Major League right now. That was that was fantastic. He's not the best <laughs> color commentator in the sport for no reason. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Let's get into this day in LAFC history. On the 18th in 2018, in the U.S. Open Cup quarterfinals, LAFC downing the Timbers of Portland 3-2 to two at Bank of California SB Stadium. Pies. It was an own goal by David Guzman, who I hope he's got his drug issues underway. He got, uh, or under control, I should say. He got cut basically from Portland because he couldn't keep himself healthy. But it was an own goal by Guzman in the 33rd minute. Carlos Vela and Marco Ureña with Man, goals Mr. Costa Rica for himself. LAFC. I, oh, Philly, we almost had that own goal that I called in the match. Oh, my goodness. I thought we were really going to get one. Uh, again, it, three goals scored for LAFC, just two for Portland. And if you remember, Philly, in that match, Portland protested the result due to LAFC's purported use of too many international players. And Adama Diamande accused Portland of saying some very naughty things to his particular international player self, directing racial slurs at Adama Diamande during the match. Both, I guess, charges or accusations were, were since proven. I don't know that they didn't happen, but whatever. That was a very contentious match there at Bank of California Stadium against Portland. But hey, we won and we moved on. 2019 Philly on July 19th. It was the Battle of Los Angeles, the 110 collision, as I believe you like to call it. Round four in our club's history. And unfortunately, it went to Carson 3-2 to two at Dignity Health Sports Park. Both goals for LAFC, scored by Carlos Vela. A penalty in the fourth minute and in the 90th plus seven. One of the latest goals scored in LAFC history. Unfortunately, not enough as it was a hat trick by that man, the villainous Zlatan Ibrahimovic in the 8th, 56th, and 70th. Unfortunately, that was also the match, Philly, with one of the most dirty fouls I have ever seen in my life. I mean, it's not, you know, Eric Cantona kicking a fan, but it was a facial fracture for Mohamed El Munir. Do not Google the x-rays from that facial fracture by Zlatan Ibrahimovic. It was awful. But in that match, Carlos Vela did become the fastest player in MLS history to 20 goals. He did it in 20 games. And Philly, tomorrow... It is going to be the birthday of our goalkeeper coach, Zach Abdel. Happy birthday to Zach Abdel, born July 20th, 1961. And that is this day in LAFC history. Philly, you had a big news and note that you wanted to talk about. The ungodly expensive tickets for the Major League Soccer All-Star Game. Coming to Bank of California Stadium near you. Ungodly. 
You're the one who definitely should be talking about ungodly. You uh, bought field club seats for that. I still haven't pulled the trigger on 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 that event because, like, I don't know, man. That's uh, it's it's some coin. But regardless, as far as the All Star Game is concerned, yes. Unless you've been living under a rock, I have not. The MLS All Star Game will take place at Bank of California Stadium. It is the MLS All-Stars versus the Liga Emekis All-Stars. Did you guys hear Philly's voice crack right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I heard that. That was pretty good. My, go, uh, go. my, I, I, I'm going through puberty right before your very ears. It's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. So you got the ability to vote who's going to be in the All-Star game. And just so you know, all right, out of the 26 MLS players to be selected for the All-Star game, the breakdown is as follows. 12 players, 12 players get to be voted on by... You, me, Scarf, Schmitty, if he feels so inclined to vote, Panda, Nina, all y'all, the millions. And millions. Get to vote for 12 players that are going to be on the MLS roster. The next 12 will be selected by the head coach, Bob Bradley. Hey, that's our coach. And for those of you wondering, why is Bob the coach of the All-Star game? Well, it's simple. It's in Los Angeles. The past couple of times, the head coaches of the respective cities that hosted the game were the coaches. So however you feel about Bob, we know there's plenty of you hashtag Bob out peeps. Oh, I got a rant on that later. Oh, cool. Wondering about why he gets the nod? Well, I mean, it's just as simple as... Because it's here. It's it's here, and that's the end of that. Yeah. And then, so we're talking about 24 players, but 26 players grace the roster of an all-star team. Two happen to get selected by Don Garber himself. At the Soccer Don. At the Soccer Don. So that's how you get your picks. Every single day, you're going to have the ability to cast a vote, okay? There's uh, plenty of LAFC players that you can vote on. Unfortunately, Thomas Romero is not a goalkeeper is not. that you can vote for. And as far as the midfield is concerned... Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, I, I mean, it's Edward Atuesta and Latif Blessing. You can't even vote for, like, Sifu. I mean, let's just be honest. Atuesta deserves to be an all-star, but if anybody has watched Jose Cifuentes play this season. That dude's the man. Unbelievable. Also, Philly, no word on this yet. Maybe you can tell us or research this later on, maybe for the end of the podcast. Maybe. Can, it's one in the morning. We, you can't really ask me to do anything. Can we vote awake. for Kim Moon-Hwan? Do we know? Is Kim Moon-Hwan one of the eligible Oh, without players? a doubt. I mean, I think it was the Tigers that were uh, okay. posting to vote. I and just, without a doubt, that's a kid. Forget how we feel about him because we're homers. Right. That kid right. is good. He was breaking ankles, shaking bacon, razzling dazzling. Oh. Kim Moon Wan is legit. More on that later. The most electric player wearing black and gold right now. And we're saying that on a team with guys like Latif Blessing, Diego Rossi, Carlos Vela, Jose Cifuentes. I mean, unreal what we've been seeing from Kim Moon Wan. So, yes, get out there and vote. I firmly expect Carlos Vela to be named an all-star either way because he's the showcase player of the league and the league is showcasing the game in our city. So I think it will be Vela. So let's get Rossi, Atuesta, Latif, Sifu. We'll write him in. I don't care how we can get him in. Kim Moon-Hwan, so many guys. Obviously, I mean, we got Eddie Segura who's playing so, so well this season. Mario, who looked great in the last match. I, I mean, we you have, can vote in Cisniega, which you, is kind of funny, but <laughs> hey, you can't vote in Romero. We we did get to meet his dad, by the way, before the match, which is a real honor. So, Mr. Cisniega, if you are listening. Oh, that's right. He that, was right above us. That's that before was, everything started going fuzzy. <laughs> for Philly. That was, that was an incredible honor. 
honor. So so thank you for. The dude still looks like an Olympian. He too. could absolutely wrestle both you and I to the ground with one hand tied behind his back. Just want to yes. make a quick note as we transition away from the All Star game. Since July 11th, which is now eight days ago, Adama Diamande has been without a club. Just saying. Quick little note on Brian Rodriguez. Not sure if everybody noticed one of the members of the 18 in the match against Real Salt Lake. That was not a typo. Nope. That was the beautiful abs and the tattooed arms and the perfectly quaffed hair of Brian Rodriguez, number 17, back on the roster. And now that we finally have this next part of the saga settled, stay tuned because it is finally coming, part two of the Brian Rodriguez song. But since October 2020, (laughs) Philly, Brian has had quite the interesting soccer journey for country, for Uruguay. He's been with the national team for World Cup qualifying and for Copa America. He's played 11 matches, or I should say he's been on the club for 11 matches total, only playing in four of them, on the bench for four and unused and not even in the 18 for three. And unfortunately, Philly, his playing time for the Uruguayan national team has gone down in each of the four matches from 87 minutes to 45 to 30 and then to seven. (laughs) And in those 169 giggity minutes, he registered exactly as many goals and assists for the Uruguayan national team, Philly, as you and I have. (laughs) Zero goals, zero assists. Although, by the way, through six of 20 World Cup qualifying matches, Uruguay is sitting fourth, which means they do qualify for the 2022 World Cup if things stay the same. For Almeria Philly, let's just say it was a disaster. That's the nicest way you can put it. Thank you, sir. In 20, count them, 20 regular season La Liga 2 matches. He played in 16, was unused three times and didn't make the 18 once. He only played 30 minutes or more Philly in five of those 20 matches. And again, we have the same number of goals that Brian Rodriguez did for Almeria. Zero goals and one assist over 494 minutes. But Philly, that's okay because the whole idea of bringing Brian in was to help them earn promotion. So you would think during the promotion playoffs, he would play a bigger role. However, in the semifinals of the promotion tournament, he wasn't even in the 18 for either match as Almeria fell 3 nothing. You're serving sangria to everybody watching the game. It was so bad. It was so bad. They fell 3 nothing on aggregate over the two matches. Brian has not had a great 2021. For club and country, that would be 17 times that he has featured with zero goals, one assist, and in fact, Philly, he's actually gone unused or not even been in the 18 for as many matches, 17, as those that he has played in. It's never a good thing when our combined goal total equals Brian Rodriguez's in 2021. But no, you know what's crazy is what's the crazy? fact that like his transfer market value drew, well, no, it's not crazy. It's obviously like noticeable. Transfer market, again, like it's not like the end-all, be-all, but sure. it's a nice gauge. It is. At his peak... Brian was worth roughly, you could say, $14 million. Right. No, euro, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Dollars or euros, that actually is a difference, but still a fairly high number. A lot of money. Now, now he's cut that more than in half. Rut he's row. at six million in terms of his value. We've jokingly said he's got million dollar legs with a ten cent head. Now, for that value to go down, we we see the level of his play. We see what it was like. Yep. We see his minutes dwindling with Uruguay. We see his value going down. There is the unbelievable highlight of him fighting with a teammate at Almeria about a free kick yeah. during an actual match, not. 
practice. We ain't talking about practice. <laughs> We're talking about an actual match. And he's fighting with teammates. So the question really is, how mature is Brian? We've said it before. We'll say it again. If he can correct his mentality. Yeah. When players talk about mentality, he is the perfect case as to what mentality looks like when you don't have it. Yeah. Awful. Skillful player. Bad mentality. And it shows. But you know what? In this new system that we're running, Bob's obviously done the 4-3-3 thing. 4-3-3 thing? You did. 4-3-3 thing for a while. We're going 3-5-2. I, I really think that maybe this system would be better suited for Brian Rodriguez. And, and, we, and we'll find out soon. Yeah. He's back. We've seen him. You've seen him. You love him. You've got his songs. And Brian. When he says you, he means me, by the way. Not you, the LAFC The faithful. song is coming. Very exciting times. Brian. Oh, boy. <laughs> Philly, one thing I want to mention before we get into our Las Vegas Lights update, one of the things that you and I are very excited about, and we want to announce it again formally here on Defenders of the Bank, starting July 23rd, our favorite show of the pandemic and one of our favorite shows of all time in the history of television, Ted Lasso, season two will start on Apple TV, and you can catch a recap of all of the episodes. I believe there are going to be 10, but I've heard it might be more, 10 episodes in season two, and every episode from here on out, we are going to do here at Defenders of the Bank, along with the Angel City Chicks, that's right, it'll be Panda and Nina on the pod with us, we are going to be doing full episode recaps the day after. It is going to be so much fun to start doing that here at Defenders of the Bank. We Does know that mean you're going to be bringing me biscuits every morning? <laughs> biscuits with the boss. Let's go. Wait, that means you're my boss. No, nah, I nah, not, but I like sir. biscuits. Okay, I'll bring you biscuits. Cookies he, for he, the Americans. Right, there you go. It's going to be so much fun to just sit and talk about Ted Lasso, all the great characters. I mean, from, from Danny Rojas. Football to, is live! To, to Coach beard and of course to roy kent philly's i guess spirit animal i think roy kent that would be accurate right <laughs> i love roy jamie kent. tart i miss do, 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 I, I miss do, do, sam obasanya all of those great characters and of course look we we love uh some of those other characters on there as well we're trying to get them on the show we are we're working on it we're working on it and of course led by jason sudeikis any rojas tag well i tagged him and he re Posted a story on Instagram. Yes, he so did. So we're getting closer. We're, yes. Football is life. There's the, His Instagram <laughs> post for us is life. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's get into this a quick Las Vegas Lights. On at 108 in the morning it, it on is Monday. 108. Las Vegas Lights update. LAFC's USL affiliate, the Las Vegas Lights, had three games, Philly, in the last seven days, something that we're just about They've to been do. busy. Vegas took on the Oakland Roots, which, by the way, has one of our favorite logos in all of sports. If you haven't Googled the Oakland Roots logo, I don't want to call it a crest because it looks like a logo. It's not really a crest, but it could be a crest because cool. it's on a soccer kit check out the oakland roots's logo or crest it is absolutely beautiful we took on vegas took them on on july 10th going down one nothing the light stormed back behind goals from former uc irvine anteater daniel chrysostomo shout out to al rate former uc or former irvine product and the first professional goal philly for lafc rostery tony Leone, the eventual game winner in the 74th minute. As they say, Philly, you never forget your first. Congratulations to oh, Tony Leone on his first professional goal. Was. 
Tony Leone, <laughs> we hope to see you in black and gold. Of course, he was the only one of the three Academy players, Eric Duenas and Christian Torres, who have not, has not yet, excuse me, appeared in black and gold. Four days later, Vegas returned home to Cashman Field, where Philly and Panda have been able to go, to take on former future MLS squad, they Sacramento Republic. Now. They do have camels as well as llamas. Falling 2-1 to one to the Sacramento Republic, a lights goal for former LAFC trialist Julian Gaines was not enough as the Banana Republic's Tucker Bone, giggity, put a brace <laughs> past keeper Alex Rando. Alex Rando, Philly from New York, New York. That's right. On the same night of LAFC's win where dreams are made of. over Real Salt Lake, Vegas traveled to the beautiful city of El Paso, Texas, losing one nothing in a match where they were largely dominated from start to finish, looking pretty gassed. More important than the results is the experience earned by many LAFC rostered players. Over the course of the last three matches, Eric Duenas, Tony Leone, and Christian Torres, the trio signed as teenagers from the academy, have all earned significant burn from Coach Chirundolo, as have Alvaro Quesada, Mamadou Fall, Mohamed Traore, and the lights have also Philly certainly helped to continue to develop Bryce Duke, Cal Jennings, and Danny Musovsky, though we will hear Musa's name on the Kaiser Permanente Player Availability Report in just a minute, and that wraps up all the news and notes and highlights of everything LAFC related and a bunch of stuff that isn't LAFC related. Philly, let's get in to the RSL versus LAFC, the battle of the teams with lots of initials in them. Huh. What a victory it was, Philly. 2-1. Let's talk real quick, Philly, as we get into the match about the Kaiser Permanente availability report first, and a name that was a little bit of a surprise to see on there, Philly, that was the Moose. Yep. Quadwo Poku, who, like, yeah, we're going to have to throw his name out there because, yep. well, we want you all to still remember his name because he's going to be a very valuable part of Good our kid. club. He's not playing this season. But we will always mention his name. He's out for the season. But Danny the Moose. Danny the Moose was not loose as far as the roster was concerned. So he was out of the match as well. But we did bring back Chiqui Palacios. That was the second time your voice cracked. Go Man, on. am I really hitting puberty again You're, at 40? I think just, it's hitting you right now. <laughs> there's a lot of things hitting me at 1 in the morning on a Monday. I don't know if you've mentioned that yet. No, no, because I'm not like feeling... Uh, part of it is my fault as to why we are here. But part of it is, well... Us. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, those are the players that were out as far as LAFC's roster is concerned. Real Salt Lake had a couple of players that were out as well, but the same players that were out during the last yep. uh, the last match. So yep. n- n- of no consequence, not players that have contributed really at all this season. And, well, why don't we get into the lineups? Yeah, Scott, let's you- get in lineups. I'll, I'll start this time. Why don't we switch things up a little bit? I'll get into cool. RSL and their four two three one that they like to run. Just a reminder that RSL has played us nine times previously, winning two. But of course, one of those two was when they knocked us out of the playoffs in 2018. RSL I'll with never their forget four two. Us planning a trip to Seattle Ugh. at halftime, only to you know basically just x out of the uh the the kayak app that was, that was yeah that's true that was that, so dumb that was rough but that was when alex sale told me i got to design a scarf for the team which is pretty cool manager freddie juarez he has been the club manager since december 2019 former head coach of the usl team real monarchs which of course is under the rsl banner and philly something i thought you would really enjoy Freddy Juarez, a former U.S. men's national team futsal player, 
as well. So that's kind of fun. A player who we are going to talk a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot about, goalkeeper David Ochoa. That kid's good, man. For most the of you. The future of our goalkeeping for the U.S. National Oh, my team. goodness. I hope so. For most of you who had heard of Ochoa before the match, it was Ochoa in net who played the errant pass off a Honduran player into his own net for the second goal for Honduras as they beat the United States 2-1 to one and knocked the U.S. men's national team out of the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. But if he keeps playing like he did tonight, Philly, or what is now two nights ago because we're recording this one fourteen in the morning, Monday, July 19th, <laughs> if he keeps playing that way, Philly, he is absolutely, like you just said, going to the future of U.S. keeping, maybe behind only Zach Steffen. He's in the white pages. And, oh, man, was that a Jack Steffen joke? For all of you out there that remember Jack Steffen, the plumber, that was for you. All of you. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was a, a local. It was a whole commercial thing back in the day. Just hit me up on LFC underscore the scarf if you remember that, because that was a that was an old reference. The you're 20 an old year man, old, scarf. I, I'm, I mean, you're older. I'm young at heart. The 20 year old from Oxnard is just getting his professional feet wet, and he gets to do it replacing the iconic Nick Ramondo. So he was in keeper. On the back line, you have Donny Toya, the club's first ever homegrown signing, Marcelo Silva, the Uruguayan who also has played with Peñarol and Almeria, by the way, Justin Glad from Pasadena, and Aaron Herrera, who made his U.S. men's national team debut this year, a name you will certainly hear, in our rundown in the midfield, Pablo Ruiz and Everton Luis from Brazil, Albert Rusnak, the Slovakian international with 32 caps for Slovakia. D-Pizzle. He is there only, as Philly yep. just said, D-Pizzle. Though he never capped with the big club, he also featured for Man City's U23 team. He got loaned out an awful lot. He did. He, but he got five goals and five assists in 23 matches for their U23s. And his 33 goals and 123 matches for RSL are the seventh most in club history just behind... Damir Krylock, Philly's favorite player on RSL. I think you like him more because he used to be Union Berlin. He did leave my Bundesliga club, Union Berlin, but that was when they were in Bundesliga Zwei, if I pronounced it correctly. Die Zweite Bundesliga. There you go. To join RSL in 2018, 38 goals in 106 games for RSL. His 38 goals in 106 games put him fifth all time for, I, I will never forget this, we were recording for 110 Football, and someone who obviously didn't know the team, they were working kind of behind the scenes in production, looked at the logo and thought, oh, they're the St. Louis Royals because of the crown and the SL. <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite new nicknames that we might have to start calling. I know you like calling them really salty, whatever you like to call them, but I, <laughs> I think I may go with the St. Louis Royals for that. That was pretty good. That is darn good. So yeah, Demir Krylock, 106 games, 38 goals, fifth all-time for RSL. And by the way, just in case you're curious, for Union Berlin, 33 goals and 157 matches. Where he played with Bobby Wood. That's right. And as we all know, he has scored four times against LAFC, including a brace in that 2018 match that we mentioned earlier to knock us out of our maiden playoff run. And he was also the inspiration behind our title for episode 116, if you want to check that out, for Crylocking Out loud. Justin Miram of Shelby Township, Michigan, and the Iraq men's national team. This guy was actually a kicker for the Michigan Wolverines football right? team. Like, not soccer, football right? team. I, Michigan, obviously, always fielding a pretty good football team. That's kind of cool. Philly, you know who else went to Michigan? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't believe. You you did set that one up nicely I for me. 
That would be the greatest living American, Tom Brady. Moving on, 33 caps Philly and four failures. goals for Iraq's men, or Iraq, excuse me, men's national team. He played with the crew, Orlando City. God, that felt good. Atlanta I, I and you. RSL I in what has right been now. a solid 312 match MLS career. And of course, Philly, since Ali Adnan left Vancouver because of those visa issues, he is the lone player in Major League Soccer with Iraqi ties. Uh, Ricky Rubio, also known as Rubio Rubin, the 25-year-old Oregonian, capped for the U.S. men's national team at 18 years old under Jurgen Klinsmann. I think that was like good, back man. in 2016 or something like that. He got a new contract, he too. Did. He got awarded. He's been playing really solid. He has. He has. He had to come back up by way of USL with yep. Landon Donovan, San Diego Loyal. Yep, Keep yep. scoring five goals in seven games. A highly hot outed prospect as a young kid. Unfortunately, injuries derailed him. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy for the kid. He's really busted his hump. He's done a good job, and him playing right in front of Demir Krylock has been quite good for the Real Salt Lake bunch. Absolutely, but unfortunately, spoiler alert, did nothing against us in this match. Players to note in the 18, really quick, Philly, you mentioned him already. Bobby Wood, who played in Germany for the last 13-plus years, 45 caps and 13 goals for the U.S. men's national team. But his last cap came in a one nothing loss to Italy. There's that Italy reference I referenced earlier. And how many more times can I use reference in this sentence? In 2018, Nick Beesler, who will forever be known in MLS circles as Matt's brother, Michael Chang <laughs> from Cuba, and Anderson Julio. Yeah, that's right. The Ecuadorian winger Anderson Julio, who has had trouble breaking through for RSL. He was left on the bench when we last played, and Philly, that is our rundown of RSL. Who would be taking the pitch? As Max said, finally, he could say it after like a month, back in black for the boys yeah. of LAFC. All right, so in between the pipes, Mr. Thomas Romero, who's been taking care of business. Taking care of business. Yeah, our back line, Marco Farfan, Jesus David Murillo, Eddie Segura, and... The shining star of Major League Soccer and LAFC, Kim Moon Hwan. Then we got Raheem Edwards. It was his birthday on game day. Happy birthday. Edward Atuesta, Latif Blessing. Jose Cifuentes, our leading scorer coming into this game. And then we got Diego Rossi, Carlos Vela. All players that contributed massively to today. Oh, not today. It's been, gosh, two days at this point. <laughs> and you, you did remind me, Philly. I do need to update this day in LAFC history. Happy birthday, Raheem Edwards. Yeah. That's our, awesome. Our bench, Pablo Cisniego, <laughs> Jordan Harvey, Corey Baird, Pancho Janela. Hashtag free Pancho was not in effect. Cal Jennings, Bryce Duke, Tristan Blackman. Welcome back, Cheeky Palacios. But welcome back, Brian. <laughs> you are back oh and that boy. is the lafc lineup and i would like to apologize to jordan harvey because for the last several matches i've predicted that he will have minutes and will play and scarfstradamus has been not so great this season so <laughs> I-, I would like to apologize because i know jordan we know you're big fans of the podcast thank you so much for listening uh i will no longer be predicting that you play because what will happen is now they'll put you in and you'll actually play so that's my fault 27 seconds in philly we were trying to pull our best U.S. men's national team impression. You know, we scored 20 seconds in Shaq Moore for the U.S. men's national team, just 27 seconds in, and we earned a corner. Unfortunately, nothing came of it. Love the hustle for Jesus David Murillo in the third minute, winning a foot race to get the ball back. And because we got that ball back, Philly, what an incredible 
run in the fourth minute for LAFC. It was Vela and Sifu with the pressure. Ochoa had to make a diving save, which led to a corner for LAFC. And Ochoa absolutely stands on his head twice. Yep. First save on Mario, then a save on Raheem Edwards, who kind of attempted a half bicycle kick. Look, I'm going to say this now, and then Philly and I will both probably mention it several times throughout the podcast, but but I'm going to say it because I was drinking all the haterade once again, and this time it was in the direction of Raheem Edwards. And Raheem, we know you listen to the podcast too. We appreciate you for listening. I apologize. You shut me up once again. Marco Farfan has done that this season, and now you, Raheem Edwards, have done that this season. An incredible game, especially on his birthday. Yeah. He was looking for a cookie on his birthday several times, several opportunities where he could have scored. And this beautiful kind of half bicycle right there in the box was a great first opportunity for Raheem Edwards. But man, David Ochoa was incredible. And Philly, he remained incredible in the fifth minute off of the ensuing corner from the saves that he made. And what a pass from Vela to Sifu. Vela using his left foot. It was like the outside. There was a little curve on it. He bent it like Vela. And the header was just wide of that right post. And LAFC out on the front foot. Could have been 2 nothing early, Philly. But in the 10th minute, we scratch. Oh, man, baby. We got ourselves a goal. Cifuentes. To Rossi, what the leading scorer. I don't know what accent that was. It just literally came out of nowhere. <laughs> leading scorer to leading scorer. It was a John Stockton-esque style pass. And Diego Rossi, that man who scored the first goal against, against the, the Sounders. Sounders. <laughs> hey, that was actually pretty good. Maybe we'll use the E minor chord for that. I knew that, that was, was coming. That, that was that pretty was good. good. But no, all of a sudden, we're off to the races. Ten minutes into the game, seafood or Rossi. Rossi. I mean, Rossi is Rossi. We all expect big things from Rossi. But Jose Cifuentes, not only managing to find the back of the net more consistently this season, but contributing in terms of his passing as well. The kid is good. He is starting to become one of my favorite players on this LAFC roster. And I know there are plenty of you, plenty of the millions and millions that love this guy as well. And what an unbelievable forward pass to Rossi. Rossi punches that in. Past Ochoa, it was glorious. Man, I just can't help but think, uh, look, I, I, you guys know, I, I like Mark Anthony Kay. Mark Anthony Kay is one of the nicest humans you'll ever meet. Mark Anthony Kay. I feel like is, you say that about a lot of people. Is, he's one of the most upstanding. You never said that about me, though. I say it about you all the time. No, I, you I said me. it to plenty of people at the end of the match. Don't worry. One of those things, though, about Mark Anthony K, man, he must be looking over his shoulder or now, I guess, way out in front of him at the way Jose Cifuentes is playing. And oh, man, yeah, he, he lost his job. There's no doubt about it. I like K, too. Well, I called him the Canadian glory. You, you did. You came. But up but, but look, it's it's really tough. To yeah. Say that K should start over Atuesta, yeah. over Blessing, or over Sifu. No, I totally... I mean, him starting over Sifu would be more a matter <laughs> of favoritism than anything you imagine else. imagine the LAFC fans page if that happens? Yahtzee, that would be fun. At Philly, we're going to talk about the passing of Kim Moon-Hwan again later on in the podcast, but in the 13th minute, he almost connects with Diego Rossi on a great cross into the box. It was just long, and I love that Rossi, his runs are looking more spirited now. I mean, he is just on a roll for us. 
But Kim Moon Hwan, the kid is just stupid good. I no, just love watching this on, kid. He's awesome. And Philly, I mean, we really could be up 3 nothing, maybe even 4 nothing. And of course, the season that we've had, stupid. Not going up 3 or 4 nothing. How about tying at 1, 18th minute? It was not Demir Krylock, but he was involved in the play. Not a great bit of defending here by LAFC. We got caught on the counter, Philly. That's the only way to describe it. Got absolutely caught on the counter. It was everybody was in on that corner kick. And unfortunately, the corner kick occurred in the 17th minute. I know we didn't mention it. But Albert Rusnak with the first ball to Demir Krylock, to Everton Louise, to Aaron Herrera. And Moon wasn't quite wide enough. He didn't quite get back to his spot. Raheem got beat pretty badly. And Romero came out when maybe he didn't have to quite come out. Look, it was a bunch of mistakes. We absolutely just got caught on the corner. And look, Herrera put it into the back of the net. It was absolutely what RSL wanted to do. The they wanted counter finish. That's exactly what they wanted. They wanted to counter. And just like that, Philly, despite all, and there were a poop ton of offensive chances in the first 18 minutes, despite all the hard work from LAFC, it's 1-1, and it all starts with, you know, Demir Krylock. The ball, the pass that was intended for somebody else kind of bounces off and then straight down onto the foot of Demir Krylock. And after that, like we said, it was Krylock to Luis to Herrera. And because they give the hockey assist in Major League Soccer, it's both Krylock and Luis with the assists. Aaron Herrera with the goal, and after 18 minutes... 1-1, Philly. Yeah, I mean, history seems to have a funny way of repeating itself. Yeah. Yet again, we go up only to allow a tie minutes later. But hey, look, I got I to tip my hat off to, to, to really, salt, really salty lake. That was an unbelievable set of plat passes. Our defenders, like, there's nothing that could have been done. Yeah. You're watching the play. I mean, Kim Moon-Wan, he tried. He, he didn't give up on it. He kept going, but the damage was done. The minute that ball touched Amir Krylock's foot, the play was over. Yeah. I mean, he exposed the back line. They were all too far up. And, look, Romero came out trying to do what he had to do, but Herrera, great shot, yep. punches it in, and dang it, we're looking at a tie again. Minutes after we were jovial at Bank of California Stadium on Pride Night, a very important night as far as LAFC is concerned. Yeah, a little bummed there wasn't a TIFO for Pride Night. I mean, I always think back to the, the Freddie Mercury TIFO, which is probably one of my favorite moments in club history. Either way, Philly, anyone who's asking me about my prediction for the match, I said it would be 4-1 and one of those goals would be an own goal that we would get. Because who predicts an own goal? And in the 26-minute Philly... A Vegas man. Oh, it was almost an own goal, Philly. A great save by Ochoa. And unfortunately, we got nothing on the corner. Really wanted that own goal. Uh, Moon earning us a corner in the 27th. And honestly, after that, there wasn't a whole ton going on until the 36th minute. And I... Look... I love Carlos Vela, but I don't need him to practice for the skills competition in-game. <laughs> I would like him to do that maybe before the match, maybe after the match. You can practice that crossbar challenge after Yeah, games. him and Nani. Carlos, yeah. Hit, oh, my goodness. Often, odds who has a free kick that bounced off the wall. It was an absolute rocket from just outside that half-circle thingy that I can never remember the name of. He bangs one off the crossbar. It was a beautiful shot. Carlos is world-class, just had to tuck that in about six inches lower. Giggity. And unfortunately, <laughs> nothing came of it, and we go into stoppage time, Philly. Two minutes of stoppage cool. in the first minute, Everton Louise with a yellow card for RSL. And in that second minute, 
Philly, you and I got up out of our seats. It was unreal. Philly, I couldn't do this holding the ball in my left hand and having nobody go <laughs> after me. I my my notes, my first sentence in these notes, Philly, is Kim Moon Hwan is magic. After splitting three defenders, finding space in the box, finds a wide open Sifu, and just like that, he blows a wide open net and misses wide right. Yeah, I mean, he broke ankles, he broke backs, he put RSL players three on his on in his pocket. It was it was amazing the razzle dazzle oh. and a great pass to see how he even was able to break through right? the defense and get that ball to Sifu was a thing of beauty. Something that will no doubt end up on one of his highlight reels. It was amazing, and I mean this was kind of the story for a lot of LAFC shots. Just a bit outside, <laughs> just a bit wide right. I mean we should have been up by at least I don't know a baker a baker's dozen. Yes, well that's, that's thirteen. Oh, you mean a half dozen? A half a baker does. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's six and a half. But I can't score a half. uh, You know what I'm getting at. Leave me alone. (laughs) I mean, we should have been up by more than than a tie. But hey, that's the story as it goes. We go into halftime tied one one with really salty lake. Yeah, look, you mentioned it. Could have been 4-1, could have been 5-1. Ochoa is legit. A few misses from close and a crossbar. Look, in the second half, they did something that I thought was pretty cool. They moved Carlos Vela over to the opposite side. By the way, Philly, I believe shots in that first half 11 to 1. LAFC, that was kind of fun. Oh, though. Oh, you're talking about the team. I thought you were yeah. talking about what we were doing at the bar. No, that also was just probably eleven to one. You and me. I don't know. I wasn't quite sure. In the 46 minute, as we come out from halftime, you never win when you win in that regard. It, yeah, you did not win. It really looked like Demir Krylock pushes Jesus Mario in the back with his left hand, but you see it from the other side. Maybe not. I don't know. He kind of slipped. And, it, it, there, was, it was, there was contact, no doubt about it. There was contact. Yeah, so first minute of the half, Philly, and that rounds out all of RSL shots on target. It was Thomas <laughs> Romero. Lying. No, You're Thomas Romero lying. and Marco Farfan combining to bail out LAFC, and, and that's it for your offensive highlights for Real Salt Lake, everybody. And and look, I mentioned this to you, Philly. We were talking about it. It seemed like the pitch was slanted, like everything was going downhill for LAFC in the second half. Downhill in a good way, meaning that we're constantly on the offensive, on the front foot, as they like to say. And I thought, Philly, in the 49th minute, Raheem Edwards would finally get that birthday present that he was trying so hard for. Uh, it was one of those plays. He split the defense just like, by the way, Kim Moon Hwan had done, except this is only two players, but he hops over a player. He kind of taps it right around another guy, and he rips off a shot headed inside the right post. But there goes that man again. David Ochoa has to hope, Philly, that the photographers from Tops got that one because that will make a beautiful soccer card if they did. You definitely know something about soccer cards. I do. An incredible save. For David Ochoa, and then Philly, it was an York- incredible move. He destroyed Justin oh, Miriam. Destroyed him. Poor I mean, Justin Miriam. His look, family was there. I mean, I, I might have been a little. Yeah, we we saw him. They were we did. founders. We did. Um, I might have been a little overly critical about him as well during the previous match. I mean, defensively, he played well. His passing still a little, still a little suspect, but he definitely came into his own as far as this last match is concerned. Yeah, I'd love to see some more Raheem Edwards. I predicted that he would get an assist on the day of his birthday, but the kid didn't want that. He wanted goals, and man, did he hustle! You wanted him so bad to score. You wanted that birthday present for him. 
But it didn't happen, oh, at least in that minute. We're, we're going to hear quite a bit from Raheem Edwards. I mean, he took over the first part of this second half. But your favorite player, Philly, gets a yellow in the 50th minute. Demir Krylock with a yellow for RSL. Why is it always my favorite player? Because you hate him so much. Mm, okay. Okay. In the 52nd minute, let's. this is the Raheem Edwards sequence of the podcast. From the right side, it's Latif to Sifu. And off a deflection, the ball finding Raheem Edwards. But his shot is pushed just wide, like Philly was saying. Just wide of the right post. Flash forward three minutes later from the left side. Again, it's Raheem to Diego Rossi. But Ochoa with another great save. Rossi point blank. And then just three minutes after that, Raheem earning a birthday gift for LAFC Philly. Taking that shot, bouncing it off of the hand of, was that Herrera, Herrera's right? Hand, so the yes. goal scorer, Herrera, committing the handball, earning a PK for Carlos Vela, Philly, and break us down the uh, the goal-scoring celebration for Carlos Vela on the PK. You don't hear anything, do you? No. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. Because there was no goal-scoring celebration. There was Carlos no. Vela got blocked, stonewalled by Ochoa. Ochoa made an unbelievable save. Similar to how your, uh, your Italian keeper was making multiple hey, saves against Gianluigi Donnarumma. Now, no, now with PSG, by the it, way. It, it, was, it was a fantastic save. Like, Carlos Vela, we've seen him over the course of a couple of years. Like, we have. We've seen him score a lot of goals. Lots of them. But we've also seen him get blocked plenty of times on these 11-meter penalty kicks. Yeah. Is Carlos the scary penalty kick taker on our team? I don't know, man. I think maybe Edward Atuesta should be the one there. We know Jose Cifuentes has some hustle behind his muscle. That dude would pierce the back of the net. But Carlos obviously being our captain and our most trusted and respected person, we're going to give him that task. But we've seen him get blocked quite a bit since he's donned a black and gold jersey. Look, I will never understand, Philly, why players do the little stutter step. And Vela stops not once but twice. And let me be clear. I just I just want to be clear. This is Scarf talking here. I have never taken a PK on any level, let alone for club or country professionally. But that just looked kind of meh. It just didn't look like uh, we've seen Carlos do incredible things with a soccer ball. Uh, it just didn't look great. So I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't I wouldn't want to take Carlos off the PK spot. But next time we have one. Let's, let's let Atuesta or Sifu or Moon take it and just see what happens. Maybe even Diego Rossi. Either way, you mentioned it. A massive save again for David Ochoa. And Ochoa's we thought a good keeper, this man. kid is keeping them into the match. Not many highlights, though, over the next 15, 20 minutes or so. We got a yellow for Murillo in the 62nd minute. Some subs for RSL. And Philly, here's what I thought as they were making these subs in the 66th, 67th minute. Remember against NYCFC? when they made that whole-scale line change, right? Four guys in, four guys out for NYCFC, and they came back to win 2-1 because they just kind of adjusted better than Bob did in that second half. When RSL tried to shake things up and brought in Bobby Wood, Nick Beasler, and Anderson Julio for Justin Miram, David Ruiz, and Demir Krylock, which, by the way, that means Krylock couldn't score against us, I really thought, okay, okay, uh, hold on to your butts, as they said in Jurassic Park, because if if Freddy Juarez saw something for RSL, something he could exploit, then this could be real trouble. But man, RSL just had nothing really going for them offensively in this match. So a little punch counter punch here in the 75th, 72nd, 76th minute, excuse me. After 75 comes 76, JR. It's 138 in the You're morning. You're a math teacher. Yeah, it's, you said it's 138 there you go. in the morning. Uh, it would be cheeky, Philly, making his way back onto the pitch for LAFC. 
But coming in for Raheem Edwards, I mean, look, they play the same position, so it had to happen. But we'll talk about Raheem in a second. This is Cheeky's first run for LAFC since playing 90 minutes in that 2-1 loss to NYCFC on May 29th. Long time he did ago. not play in June. Now, granted, look, he's been in Copa America for a little while, but he has not featured for the black and gold since May 29th. So we're really glad to see Cheeky get the last 15 minutes of the match here. But Philly, Raheem Edwards, and, and I would just... The way he played just shut me the heck up. I am so happy for Raheem Edwards. He is no longer just going to be the guy that we traded to get Laurent Simon. No, he is now a legit part of LAFC's history. Bryce Duke also coming in for Latif Blessing. Another very strong game for Latif. And a yellow card Philly for Aaron Herrera in the 77th minute, the goal scorer. But in the 78th Philly, it's our weight what? what moment of the podcast and of the match? And it's not the goal, however, Philly. It's a pass that I am calling a perfect moon ball. Pretty much passing <laughs> it from the Sunset Strip. He was way out there. Probably somewhere along the line of Pink's Hot Dog. It was out there. Figueroa Boulevard? Yeah. And, and, and Carlos you know, had a great chest trap. Launches it. And you know what? That goal... Yeah. I, I named it. You did? It, it's the demoralizer because it destroyed Ochoa. Oh, that poor kid. It, it, it went oh. above his head. Oh. And the amount of crap that was thrown his way in terms of shots, goals, what he did. I mean, he was demoralized. Oh. He he didn't need to make a move. It went above <laughs> his hands. And he just fell to the ground. Yeah. So very easy to call Carlos Vela's goal the demoralizer. Oh. But what a fantastic setup. That Kim Moon Juan to Carlos Vela connection was fantastic. And Kim Moon Juan again doing unbelievable things. Yeah. Dare I say at this point, Kim Moon Juan doing Kim Moon Juan things. Right. We're going to be expecting oh, I like that, the razzle dazzle. I, I mean, like that. I mean, Vela had arguably the, probably the goal of LAFC season. I don't recall a goal prettier than that by our black and gold all year. That has to be, at this point, the prettiest goal that our team has scored. I'm with you. I'm still a little partial to that Edward Atuesta under-the-wall goal. But, I mean, that pass from Kim Moon-Hwan, he is... Look, I'll say this. You mentioned it. He's doing Kim Moon-Hwan things. I love that, by the way. Absolutely. Look at you at 140 in the morning coming up with cool stuff. I don't care what anybody says about you. Ochoa cut off the angle. There was no other way for Vela to score except for the way he did. <laughs> it was such a great It goal. was unreal. And what Philly is mentioning, and I want you all to go back because you can watch it on the highlights. There's a four-minute highlight video out there. There's a seven-minute highlight video out there. Watch poor David Ochoa's reaction after the ball goes into the back of the net. He just crumpled. He just crumpled. He had done... Every single thing through the first 78 minutes of this match to try and put RSL ahead or at least kept them 1-1. And I just, I can't say enough about how good this team was for David Ochoa, or excuse me, how good David Ochoa was for this team. They just had nothing on offense. 83rd minute, RSL brings in Michael Chang, not the tennis player for Everton Louise. 84th minute, Philly, we thought we had another. It was Sifu on Great the break defense. after he took it away. LAFC off and running, and Sifu has Vela on his right, finds him with the ball, and Vela finds the inside of the opposite post. Clickety clank, 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 clickety clank, clank, post. It ricocheted <laughs> off. Unreal. See, last season, two seasons ago, it goes off the inside of the post and then in. This one, it goes off the inside of the post and out. And 85th minute, the return of the offensive 
minded Cheeky Palacios. It was Rossi to Vela to Cheeky, and he pushed it just wide of the far post yet again. This one on the right side. 87th minute. It's a yellow for the other Beasler, Nick. The game, honestly, Philly, I was watching Nick Beasler because I, I, I look, I really like the way that his brother plays. He won a and national he, title at Notre Dame. He's he a good did. college player. The game just seemed to be moving a little too fast for, for poor Bees in that 87th minute when he got that yellow card. A, a bit of a stalling tactic here for Bob Bradley. A substitution in the 89th minute. Bob brings in Corey Baird for Diego Rossi. And another great match for Diego Rossi, even though he wouldn't get a goal in the match. Plenty of opportunities in Philly. Three minutes of stoppage time. And as Max was saying, he said this on the broadcast, right? It was time to let the Olays out. That's when you have a bunch of passes strung together. Olay, Olay, It's okay Olay, Olay. to let out the Olay. There you go. It was Vela to Cheeky. To Vela again, and though it's deflected, it was another near miss for LAFC. Philly, you and I both said it. This match could have ended 6-7-8-1. It ends 2-1, but Philly, for a 7-1 victory, how many points do you get? <laughs> three. And for a 2-1 victory, you get? Uh, Still three. There you go. That's all that matters. Still it, three, coach. It was still three, coach. <laughs> How many countries are in this country? Four. <laughs> kind of like our country right now. All right. One of my favorite lines from Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. Look, Philly, it's our third win in a row. Yeah, we're, 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 we we turned the ship around, man. Like, it's been kind of cool. It's It's been fun to watch. And I got to say, the way that we were playing up and down, up and down, to see LAFC play like the LAFC that we have been used to seeing over the first couple of seasons, our first three-match win streak since July and August of 2019. Now, granted, things are still a little different from that team in 2019. Yeah, we still can't score more than two goals per game. It's 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 but insane. this one felt different. Yeah, me. no, it did. I'm, it it definitely different. felt different. It, look, in those three matches when we had our, first, our last three-game win streak in 2019, wins over three Eastern Conference clubs. By the way, I believe it was Atlanta, New England, and the Red Bulls. We scored 10 goals in those three matches, but we did surrender five. In our last three matches, Philly, we've only scored half the total of goals, five instead of 10, but we've also only given up one in large part to Thomas Romero. But I I have to say this, Philly, in even larger part to that front line, of course, our, our Colombian duo in the middle with Jesus Maria and Eddie Segura, but the emergence of Kim Moon Juan and Marco Farfan on the wings, and now with Raheem Edwards helping out back there as well. One goal given up in those last three matches. Philly, 29 shots. Second half, I believe it was 18-1, to or maybe 18-2 to with one on target. I forget what it was. A new record in a half for LAFC Philly. 18 shots. Yeah, that's pretty much what our total was during the tailgate. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Philly is actually, he's like fine wine. He's aging as this episode gets older a lot better. This is great. Oh my goodness, Philly, can you believe we actually had 31 shots against Vancouver for our team record? July 6, 2019, we won that match 6-1. to one. Again, we, we agree though, this one could have been 6-1. to one, No, no it, it, it's, it's a, again, it's a strange thing. We're not, we can't score that many goals. But the nice thing is we're not conceding that many goals either it's been it's been a really interesting turnaround
turnaround. Seeing this 3-5-2 formation has been an interesting turnaround. It's been fun watching players such as Raheem Edwards start to make an impact. It's been beyond cool to see somebody consistently score and, and contribute to the offensive flow. Somebody other than Diego Rossi and Carlos Vela, and of course I'm talking about Jose Cifuentes yeah. and Kim Moon-Wan. It's it's been fun. It's I've enjoyed this. And we got a quick turnaround because we're going to start getting really busy here over the course of the next couple of weeks. But a very good win. A very important win on Pride Night. Amazing display. Amazing offense. I mean, look, we demoralized and destroyed Real Salt Lake. Freddie Juarez is going to be going back to the locker room oh. and to his his blackboard and his and his and his notebook. And um, I mean, the first thing he's probably going to write is WTF with big question marks because <laughs> LAFC, like uh, you know, like like your your plumbing, like burst all over RSL. <laughs> Look, uh, the first thing he should write on that blackboard or whiteboard, 1960 just called, uh, <laughs> the first thing he should write on the whiteboard is thank you, David Ochoa. Absolutely kept them in yeah, that Buy match. that man a beer. Actually, he's not even old, he's enough, not to old enough to drink yet. He's only 20, I That's think, right? Insane. So, look, let's talk real quick about where LAFC is in the table. They remain fifth in the Western Conference, but they strengthened their position a great deal. And, and, and Carson lost. That's good, too. They did. Yeah, we'll it talk about that. He's at, we are five points clear of the playoff line now, and with Seattle's loss, to the Tyler Miller-led Minnesota United. If you don't believe me, actually look at Tyler Miller's stats. He is one of the best keepers in the league this year. We sit Honestly, it doesn't just, come as a surprise to me. No, we sit eight points, just eight points, Philly, back of the top spot in the West and eight points from the Supporters' Shield. And, oh, by the way, we sit just three points back of Carson now. Remember when they were like 10, 11 points ahead of us? We sit just three points back of Carson, and we now have six wins, four losses, and three draws on the season for a total of 21 points, and only those previously mentioned Seattle Sounders who are leading the way in the West have given up fewer goals than our 13. You mentioned it, Philly. Why don't you tell us, about the upcoming schedule. We're going to switch things up a little bit. We're going to do scheduling with Philly, and then we're going to do a little rant from Scarf. Yeah, dudes. Dudes. Defenders. Dudes. <laughs> Dudettes. Dudes. We've got... <laughs> you were, what, you mentioned happened? you mentioned Bill and Ted earlier, so I did. clearly we were talking my, about my head went there. But... I, did not, I did not like Face the Music. I watched that on the plane ride back from Seattle. It was not great. I mean, you said it, it was just as bad as the second one. I don't know. Like, two-thirds of the Bill and Ted franchise is dog poop whatever yeah it doesn't matter it wasn't great but we've got quite the gauntlet to run over the next 10 days three matches coming up through july 28th on wednesday we head out to providence park to take on the pesky pine trees of portland then four days later vancouver the whitecaps mark dos santos they head to the bank then we got tyler miller and Minnesota United at coming to the Cathedral of the Black and Gold on the 28th, you're going to be hearing our voices quite a bit <laughs> over the course of the next couple of days. Yep. I keep my fingers crossed and I pray that we don't have to do this on Mondays at 2 in the morning because I'm like Garfield the Cat on Mondays. <laughs> you like lasagna? I 
hate Mondays, but I do love lasagna. Dude, uh, it's I mean, I'm be... so angry that it's this hour of the night if we're going to talk about Garfield. Like, I- I'd really like to pack you in a box and send you to Abu Dhabi, <laughs> like what he would do with normal. It's I am so not normal. Look, either way, plus, Philly, throw in a Ted Lasso recap episode. We got so many episodes to do over these next, we have four episodes in like 10 days, guys. You this clearly be... like hanging out with me. I love hanging out yeah, with you. Yeah, I love you too. Look, uh, this has been a really fun episode, but I I do have one other thing to say. If you don't mind, Uh this is going to be a rant from The Scarf. And this is dedicated to all of you out there that love to text, tweet, post the following two words. Bob out. Hmm. For all of you Bob out people, there's a club that I believe LAFC likes to see where they're at. I wouldn't say LAFC measures themselves against any other club, except maybe this one and the Seattle Sounders. I would love for you to all take a look over in the Dirty Dirty, the Dirty South, Hotlanta, Atlanta United. Atlanta United has been the model for what an expansion club would like to be since they have joined the league. 2017, their first season. 2018, what do they do? They win MLS Cup. Can't I mean, Portland, come I'll never forget on. that. What a match. Joseph Martinez, Miguel Amaron. I mean, this team was fantastic. The Goose, Runkle, in goal, Brad Guzan. Tata Martino, the head yeah. coach. Since winning MLS Cup in 2018, when Martino left at the end of that season, It has been a carousel of coaches in the Dirty South. First, it was Frank DeBoer, and he made it 55 matches until he was sacked because, frankly, Atlanta just wasn't any good, but also kind of the victim of what I believe was the injury bug several times. Then they brought in Stephen Glass, and it wouldn't be 55 matches for Stephen Glass. He was made out of glass. Yeah, 19 matches. And you got to think, like, okay, so Martino leaves, DeBoer lasts 55, Stephen Glass makes it 19. So they're going to they're gonna put all of their eggs in a basket that will really stick with this club for quite a bit. And that was Gabriel Heinze. Heinze was sacked after just 17 matches. Yes, that's David two Moyes less than style. 19. Yeah, oh my goodness. So Heinze's top assistant, Rob Valentino, now takes over to be the fourth coach in three seasons of what was once the model franchise for expansion teams in Major League Soccer. Four coaches in three seasons. And if you want to throw in Martino's cup-winning title, that's five coaches in four seasons. And it has been a dumpster fire. Yes, Almiron left. Yes, there's talk about Ezekiel Barco leaving. Yes, Joseph Martinez was hurt for a little bit, but so was Carlos Vela. And here's what I have to say to all of you Bob out posters out there. Shut up. Yes. It is ridiculous to me that, and I love all of you tongue-in-cheek Bob Out posters out there because you're great on LAFC fans page. I actually enjoy you. But for those that actually mean it after a three-game win streak, for those that actually mean it after looking at the way that Bob has been able to reinvent himself and the formations that he uses, for those of you out there that still say it after he weathered injuries to Carlos Vela and to several other significant players throughout the course of this last season and a half, how he helped guide players during the pandemic, most of whom could not leave this country to go back to their own families to make sure everybody is okay. For those of you that still want Bob out, this is Scarf. Come get me. You're dumb. (laughs) I 
can't wait when Bob Bradley like leads us to the MLS Cup title and all of you Bob out supporters will be right there in the parade line with me. Oh, hey, remember Bob's a great coach, right? He did a great job. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to say Bob out, first of all, be ready to come with an argument that actually matters other than, uh, I don't like the team and the way that they're playing right now. Okay, tell us why. Tell us what you would change. And oh, by the way, tell us your coaching experience and let me know if you should be somebody who should be in the running. But here's the other thing I want you to tell me. Here's what I've never seen. I would love to see anybody on the LAFC fans Facebook page give a realistic candidate for who you want to be in if Bob is out. Because here's the thing, guys. This is Major League Soccer. This is not La Liga. This is not the English Premier League. This is not Serie A. This isn't any of the big five leagues that the world cares about. This isn't even any of the big six or seven or eight leagues that coaches would give their pinky finger for to get jobs at a lot of these clubs. This is Major League Soccer. Nobody is leaving Manchester United. Nobody is leaving any other big club Barcelona, Real Madrid, Man City, you name your favorite club out there that plays outside of the United States. There aren't even coaches in Liga MX that are trying to leave to come coach here. Look at the last bunch of hires. Now, some of these have worked out really well. The Jesse Marshes in the world, that's worked out really great. But these are a lot of former MLS or former United States Players who have gone overseas that are getting some of these coaching jobs. Freddy Juarez, by the way, a perfect example of that. A member of the U.S. men's national futsal team. A guy who was brought up from the USL. Look at the other players, or excuse me, look at the other coaches that we play against throughout the course of many, many, many teams in this league. Peter Vermees, he's another one. Who do you think is going to leave any of the clubs in the big five or the big six, big seven, big eight to come coach major league soccer in the United States? And by the way, I would challenge you to tell me any of those coaches that would leave that have a better pedigree than Bob Bradley, who's now been coach of the year in three different decades. It says something that we were able to go out and get Bob to start this club and to lead us through our first few seasons, but it says even more about Bob, the job that he has done over the course of these last two years, which have been incredibly unpredictable and incredibly difficult, and with that, I yield my time. Mike dropped. I got nothing. Bravo. Rants with scarf, scheduling with Philly, <laughs> dogs and cats living together, mass, mass hysteria. hysteria. Bravo, my friend. I... Yo, like you owned it. This is definitely your episode. I got, I got nothing. That was that was beautiful. I, I love you, buddy. Uh, on behalf of Philly, I would also like to say thank you to the security staff <laughs> up at Founders oh. for this last match, and to Corey, to Allie, to Derek, to David, and to everybody else who helped us out of a pretty sticky situation up in Founders Club. I, I will I will let Philly address that when he would like. But either way. This has been, Philly, I think this has been one of our more fun episodes. It's not even 2 o'clock, Philly. We made it. We made it under 2 a.m. It's 157. There's going to be no traffic when I go home all the way back to the South Bay now, at oh, least. Oh, you know what? I, I, I hope you catch traffic. <laughs> that was the nicest thing I think you could have said in that particular <laughs> moment. I'll take it. I'm dying Look, right it's now. episode 155. You guys know how we like to end all our episodes. Thank you for staying up late with us. And bye-bye. Bye-bye.